Welcome to episode 36 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Tom from 13 County. Enjoy the show. And he's got a big knob. That's a nice intro. <laughs> nice way to welcome me into the room. Yeah. How do? Yeah, right. All right. Long day. Yeah, you've had an interesting day with some pipages, haven't you, as they say in um, Switzerland? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Any update? <laughs> um. Yeah, so I mean, for the for the listeners' benefit, I mean, for those of you who listened to the last uh, last few weeks or whatever, um, we were dealing with a band and their their old merch. Anyway, we shipped it over to uh, to the states. Lo and behold, the other day I got a call from FedEx or from the FedEx driver, and he was like, um, he was, "I've got fifteen uh, rather large parcels for you here," and I was like, "You what?" I was like, "I haven't ordered anything." let alone fucking 15 parcels worth. I was like, can you tell me who the sender is? And he was like, oh, it's just got labels all over it saying that it's been declined by customs. I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so anyway, this merch has turned back up on my doorstep. And then today, uh, the band put me as the shipper when I wasn't the shipper, I was basically just a collection address and I've received an invoice from FedEx for three and a half thousand pounds. Um, it's quite a lot of money. Mm, I mean, I'm not fucking paying it, but it's, it's not the point. It's just fucking needless fucking stress that now I've got to fucking deal with them again, despite getting rid of them. Um, just burn it. Yeah, I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to have a bonfire. We didn't burn him. <laughs> <laughs> how well uh, How well does Stanley Sellers burn out of curiosity? Oh, everything burns with a run-up, mate. Yeah, well, I'm mainly saying that because you burned a Stanley Seller the other day. <laughs> yeah, that was a um, hoodie. Right. I mean, there are hoodies in there. So I think the majority of it is hoodies, actually. Burns quite well. It was the drummer that I burnt. Uh, does it burn fast? Um... Fast enough. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm not. I'm not going to be standing there for days. I tell you what's really funny. It burnt, and then I put it. I sort of put it out. It was literally on fire, and I put it out. And then you know, like sometimes when you get a few scorch marks. I don't know if you know the old trick with the white wine vinegar, white white, white vinegar, and and a, and a steamer, where you can spray a bit of white vinegar on it and steam it out. And sometimes yeah, you can get yeah. scorch marks out. But it was clearly like dead. There's basically a hole in it. I was. I'll like, oh, try it. And I picked it up and I picked it up by the kangaroo pouch and it just disintegrated. <laughs> like, like I'd, it was like that scene in um what's that film that everyone loves where all the people fight the big per the big purple guy? Oh, and they go back in time. But everyone Are disappears. Oh, all the fucking superheroes. The guy that oh, like, looks like his chin's a ball sack. What's oh, Thanos. Name? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the film with him where he clicks and everyone disappears. You know, they all like crumble away. Infinity nothing. War, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Avengers Infinity yeah they're like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like that, but in hoodie form. Oh, if you snap to your uh, your uh, your hoodie, 
Uh, last week's episode. I am inevitable. <laughs> the, 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 um, the little horn I was playing on that beer. Oh, yeah. Um, it didn't, like, I don't think it really came through, really, the essence of what I was doing. I think you fucked around with the levels on that or something, because no. what I did was actually no, I, I could barely, I, I could barely hear it when you were doing Well, I mean... <laughs> That's why I was laughing so much, because it just sounded like it was the occasional... <laughs> <laughs> and you just blowing into a bottle. Oh, hilarious. There was a lot of oh. bottle blowing. Mm. Yeah, That's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Iron's back, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah. What happened to the skull? I don't know, actually. I don't know where it is. And the cowboy boots have gone. No, they're slightly lower. <laughs> oh, no, they're on the bed. They're on the bed. They're over there. They're just getting moved around the room. Yeah, a lot of shit that's got to be. It slowly gets moved from one doom pile to another doom pile. But we're having a reorganising here on Saturday because my desk isn't big enough. So uh, I've got my two and a half metre desk coming back in this office. Um, so I'm going to put it all so I can have my printer up and I have to keep putting my printer out on the rollers as it is to use it and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Well, one of my printers is on my spare office chair next to me. You love a printer. How many have you got? I've got one there. Mm. And then that's my um, ET14000 for my uh, my film. You look like you're, um, you look like you're having a printer forum. All the printers are coming yeah. to see you. I've got another one in the other room as well. Did, um... Just gradually collecting Epsons. Have we been on the podcast since I crashed my van? No, no, we haven't. <laughs> Listeners, I crashed my van. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was um the day so, after the superpod, I think. Uh, of course it was, yeah. Yeah, so uh just for the listeners, I um I got a van. I was driving it the other day, and the uh the wheel fell off. <laughs> the front wheel just came <laughs> off. Oh, which sounds hilarious now, but at the time I can assure you it was Somewhat distressing. How quick were you going? Oh, I only doing like 30. I wasn't going fast enough for it to be like a major, major no, issue. I was going to say, like, at least you went on a bloody motorway or something. No, yeah, I know. If I was on a motorway, I would not be here now. I would be, I would be some sort of dead. Um, yeah. But it's what, what made it funnier was that I was taking some friends of mine were going out and, uh, and these friends of mine, some of my scout guys, and we go camping quite a lot. And whenever we put something somewhere or hang something up or put a tent up or whatever, I've got this phrase that I always say. And I always, what I always say is I twang the, the, the bit of string or whatever it is and I go, chill old. And the first thing that my friend said when we got out of the van, he looked at it and he went, she didn't hold. <laughs> 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 oh, we did have a chuckle about it. Yeah. Oh, let's well, see the funny side. But you got it, haven't you? After fearing for their lives. It's only stuff, isn't it? No one died. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. It's no, just it's stuff. It's just yep. stuff and nothing else. What else has happened since? Oh, anyway, on that note, um, so because of that, I've been to the garage. <laughs> I had it all priced up, and uh, to get it all fixed, it's going to cost me a shitload of likes and shares and follows on the podcast. Please. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the mechanic said that's um that's what he would take as payment 
So oh, I don't make the rules, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So if people could get on that, that'd be really good. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm no longer a men with Ven. Yeah. Hashtag keep Pav men with Ven. Mm. Hashtag help Pav. Hashtag justice for Pav. Justice for Pav. <laughs> oh, I had um, I had that a box of um, 180 uh, children's t-shirts turn up today, mm. and when it turned up, I don't know why I was expecting it to be shitloads of boxes because it's I mean it's not that many boxes when it's adults t-shirts, but it is literally Wait, just yeah, but it is literally just one box and it's not even full up like. Yeah. <laughs> It's hilarious. I haven't printed on like a large amount of kids' clothes for a long time. The last time I did that, I think, was hoodies, and I did 60 of them, I think it was 60 or 70 of them. And that was a relatively large like boxes-wise. But yeah, this box came in. It's not even, it's not even not even a three-quarters full. Mm. <laughs> and it's got 180 t-shirts in it. I had a I had a delivery from a continental, so I've been printing all day today. Mm. And uh I think it was a hundred. Yeah, it was a hundred tees. And um, anyway, a lot of them are like some of the bigger sizes, like your three XL, two XLs, XLs, and all that. And like for standard tees, like you know, say it's small, medium, larges, and maybe some XLs. Like you can easily fit a hundred in a box, Mm. like the way that they fold them. Anyway, there's these hundred tees, but they're like they're obviously the bigger sizes, so they take up more room. And they've literally scrammed it in this box. It's <laughs> up and it's like it's got a big bulge on the top. I was just like, and they've just taped it shut. And I was just like, that's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, you but, cheap bastards. I mean, it is a, it is brilliant, but at the same time, you're probably giving those to the customer in that box. So you've now got to make them fit back in there, haven't you? I I'll, I'll make them fit better. Okay, hold well on. Yeah, I uh, I did a what was it? A printer on hundred. 150 Stanley Stellas. Um, must have been about 10 days ago, something like that. And anyway, they turned up in the Stanley Stella box and they mm. were like right to the right to the top. And I managed to fit all of them in with about two inches to spare in the box. And I was like, how the fuck have I done that? It's like literally the first time I've ever managed to like pack it in in less space than the manufacturer or the, the wholesaler has done. I don't know how I've done it. Should have taken uh, photos and like. There's got to be one less in there, isn't there? Fuck off. There must be. There must be. <laughs> I like it I've when you I've when you order a pile of like thirty of. <laughs> would surprise me when you when you order like a bunch of stuff in different sizes. I like. I do like how they check your stuff in there, particularly if you buy the the Stanley Stella stuff. And it comes mm. in fives, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what like I do. Gildan, where it comes in twelve. Yeah, which is such a weird Fuck's number. I do, I do like the coming in the. I do like it when it comes in fives. Um, they just, just because they're, they're easy to count, like super easy to count in and count out. And well, yeah, uh, Continental is always in ten. But they've got it's a, like perfect. Yeah, I, don't I even have I, to open to open the packet. I think I prefer fives, yeah. but that's only because I do like tally marks when I count stuff. So it's like a whole tally, mm. a whole five tally. But that, I, I, like, I like how they Tetris them in there. Because they, they always put like, they tend to put the smaller ones at the bottom, don't they? So that when they get to the yeah. top and they've got that weird gap, they can yeah, slide yeah, the yeah, bigger yeah. ones around the outside. And I'm like, that's that's taking years of fucking up to get that right, to get that technique mm-hmm. down. <laughs> yeah. I really like it. 
Yeah, because the logical thing is like when you're putting it back in the box is to go biggest at the bottom to smallest no, at the top. No, but isn't you it? can't. You can't. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. You need you need the smaller ones in. You need to force the force the slide if you know what i mean force it to slide off yeah. the end into well, the gap what, what i've started doing is i'll so i'll stack them in like stack them in tens tuck the sleeves in fold them in half and then if you're kind of holding it flat in half tuck each edge underneath each other so it's basically just like a square of the design facing upwards mm. and you can fit for a, for a standard like 60 by 40 by 40 box you can fit three in a row side by side and it takes up the perfect amount of space that's clever mm. i mean i'd just give them back however they come to me to be perfect i'll just fold just them in, in five bag. So, yeah <laughs> i've, I've, I've decided I, I do hate stacking up hoodies i've decided i, I mean i already oh, knew that no, i already that. knew that but it's just the hood it's only when because mm. now now I'm pretty well, the only way to get it necks. right that it's so time fucking consuming is to like you put the hood like on its side, don't you? Yeah. And you like flatten it and then tuck it under, but yeah, it's, it's just like really, like folding three hoodies the, the amount of time it takes or folding fucking five t-shirts the amount of time it takes to do one hoodie. It's just like fuck off. No. So some, sometimes I make them look nice and I fold the hoods back and use it to hold the hoodie together. That's what mm. I will do sometimes. Yeah. So I do like a Fold the fold the sleeves in, then fold them back diagonally, yeah, then fold yeah. them in, and yada yada. It doesn't yada. work that well when you've got loads of them though, because then they don't fit in the fucking box. Yeah, and it also takes forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever, forever. I think I did seventy five of them, and I, I just thought it was going to be quick. I don't know why, but I just thought it was going to be quick, and it, it took me like an hour and a half like by the time mm. I'd done it and counted them all in, and counted them all out, and folded them and bagged and boxed them. Mm. That was the thing when I was at the auto shop, like. That I think the boss didn't quite get that, like, you know, once we'd because there'd be two of us on press, but there was no one at the end of the dryer. Mm. So if we were running off 500 shirts and there's no one at the end of the dryer, we're literally just running around to yank it out of the box so it doesn't pile up too high and chuck it on a table. We have then got to go through 500 shirts, fucking stack them out in tens, make sure all the sizes all fucking match up, count them to make sure mm. it matches up to the job sheet and everything. And that takes longer than the fucking job. Yeah. You said yeah, it's fucking like two hours to count that shirt sometimes, and he'd de- come over and it'd be like, "Why isn't this done?" Dealing with the garment takes way longer than printing the garment. Yeah, way longer. One hundred percent. Way longer. One hundred percent. Yeah, but anyway, um, today we've got um, a man who seems like he's got his lots and lots and lots of fingers in many, many, many pies. Mm. Um, so we've got Tom from 13 County or 13 County Denim, 13 County Fair. Uh, also believe he does some type of production. I don't know whether that's video or music or whatever. It, he, he does a lot basically. Um, and yeah, seems like a lovely chap, and he is here and waiting. How has he got so much time? I've no idea. I feel tired thinking about it. I know. Let's do this. <laughs> right, I'm just going to check on this quickly. One second, mate, and then I'll let okay. him in. Shall I sing a song, listener? I might sing a song. What you gonna look like where the chimney hole? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 you want a little dance there? I did a little, a little sing song. Every time I leave, I'm going to sing a song now. 
All right, fair enough. Did a, little mash, did a little mashup. The current episode I'm editing, which is the Beach Bums one, uh, I think you did three sing-songs in that. So, did I? Yeah. <laughs> See if you can get four in this week. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm already one in, I suppose. Well, we should set ourselves a challenge before each episode to see if we can fit a random word into a conversation. Oh, yeah, go to it now quickly. All right, yours is sausage monster. Yours is coagulate. <laughs> coagulate? Yeah. What does coagulate mean? Like when, like, blood thickens. <laughs> you oh, know, like... Jesus. <laughs> so mine's sausage monster, yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go for it. Coagulate. All right, Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello, you little sausage monster. I am working. Are you, <laughs> are you, am I coming through loud and clear? You are coming through loud and clear. I just have to start yeah. by, I have to start by saying you have probably the coolest name of any guest we've ever had on ever. <laughs> you do. It's a, genu- it's a genuine name. The only way it would be better is if your first name was Mam. I know. <laughs> 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 Tom Mott. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. Impressive work. Impressive what do they work. call that when it's the same backwards as it is forwards? Uh, a palindrome. Yeah, I'm almost a palindrome. You're, you're almost a palindrome, yeah. Which is basically the story of my life. I'm almost something. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost going to use that iron, but it hasn't in the in the year or so i've been in the podcast the irons moved twice and only because of frank 24 (laughs) episodes yeah (laughs) well so that's a show prop is that what you're telling me yeah it's just purely set decoration nothing else just to let people know yeah not not as good as your set decoration is your your surroundings look yeah but if i just um i've set the illusion obviously but if you was to spin this way you'd see Ah, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Absolute (laughs) fucking carnage everywhere. So don't don't let this one tidy wall fool you. I'm the same. I I only I only have I'm I'm only I'm only clean in my square of influence and nowhere else. (laughs) I'm not even hiding mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's worse in front of me. (laughs) Oh, how's things, mate? Uh hectic as fuck <laughs> yeah you sound like a busy man uh yeah because i'm a sucker for pain i think i just take on as much as i can to the point where i'm like shit this is pretty crazy for one guy and then everyone's like yeah you're an idiot um, yeah. yeah if you know what there's always that saying though isn't it? if you want something doing ask the busiest person to do it well that's the problem isn't it and then everyone knows you're busy so they're like fuck it he'll just do it don't worry about it yeah that's what uh, which is which is true so all, all that happens I'm I'm the same I get asked to do things all the time and people ask me because they know I haven't got the time to do it <laughs> you just sort of you just sort of make it happen just sort of magics itself doesn't it yeah you find <laughs> the hours if you need to yeah yeah you do I'm going to spin that round so I'm, I'm covering my hair but I mean, you can't see my face because of the light you look really cool now Pav do I uh, really, no. really do I do I look, do I look really <laughs> shit you can just see the small, tiny bit of hair that I have poking out. What, <laughs> That's what I'm, that bit of the hat's for. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like that guy. Um, I'm like that guy with Steve. Was it Steve Buscemi when he's trying to be young in that film? What is up, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow young kids. <laughs> Hello, fellow youngsters. 
<laughs> That's how they say it. Oh, all right. Um, do you want to give us a little intro to you and your your brand? And or I mean, I suppose it's it's more than your brand, isn't it? Really, it's your your ventures. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about you and all that. Yeah. So, where do I even start with this mess? Um, so basically, I am. Uh, self-confessed creative nightmare um every idea i have i pretty much have to execute so that stems from so the birth of the brand basically is that a good place to start for you yeah yeah go for it yeah so the the birth of the brand it started as a band so it started as a music project um um, we made a bunch of songs started gigging and then basically i got carried away with the merch and the, the rest of the band were like is this a merch project or is this a band? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry guys, but the name's really good. So, um, can it just be merch? It like, is it like, I came up with the name. So I was like, maybe if I just step away here and take the name and luckily the, the boys were cool. Um, and one of the guys from the band still helps me with the brand. So that's really cool. But yeah. So base 13 County means lucky County. Uh, and it started in, the Garden of England, which is a lovely place to ride. Um, so that's why it's 13 County when anyone asked. And after digging, uh, turns out Kent has 13 boroughs. It does. Oh, right. Yeah. So obviously I was a genius without realizing that the connotation of 13 County also had a double meaning, which was pretty cool. Depending on what site you go on, some say 12 and then people are like, it's actually 12 mate. But I was always under the assumption it's 13, so I don't live too far from Kent. Yeah. Um, from the Kent border. And I was always, I'm in East Sussex, but I was always under the assumption it was 13. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, yeah. It came to fruition through that. Happy days. It is a, it is a cool name. It's a really, really cool name. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it, it made sense to me. And it's one of those things It's like, it's fairly ambiguous, but then if kind of, if you know, you know, like we get customers because of the word 13, right? Which, you know, there's other brands out there with that, but it kind of the 13 and the County tie together quite nicely. It's cool. So how long have you guys been going? Uh, I feel like this is going to be our sixth summer. Okay, cool. Um, the, the longer the brand goes on, the more it becomes a creative project. It's a business, obviously, but I'm not scared to take time out to refresh ideas. Um, I do other creative projects as well. So I don't, don't feel the pressure to like, I need to smash out a t-shirt, a t-shirt, a t-shirt, a t-shirt, this, that, and the other. When, when the inspiration comes to me, kind of like a musician, yeah? Where, when the inspiration comes, then I create basically. Um, and then I've been working on creating more of a core product range that can kind of just rinse and repeat. Uh, so for those times where I don't want to create or I need time off to travel, or, you know, do whatever just to kind of feel inspired again. Because as you guys probably know, when you're sitting on Instagram and your world feels this big, mm-hmm. when everything, scrolling. Look, yeah, everything looks like a, motorbike inspired or tattoo inspired brand you think is this the only brands out there mm. but then as soon as you kind of leave that alone, you're like oh fuck there's thousands of other brands and other things out there that you know it's yeah the well, niche. In- inevitably doing something creative in another field is going to make you come back with better ideas for the for the brand 
always. Definitely, definitely. It has, it has to. There's no way it can't. So, I mean, I think any any brands that don't sort of do that are really missing a bit of a trick in many yeah. ways. Um, yeah, yeah it, 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 it seems like an obvious step to make. If you're a creative person, most people, most creative people aren't creative in one way. They're just yeah. generally creative. So pigeonholing yourself to be creative in one way yeah. is, is the quickest way to suck the creativity out of yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I really admire illustrators and I can do a fair bit myself. I wouldn't say I have a, I have an idea style, but I don't have like a hand style. And when I see someone's work that's an illustrator or a designer in that way, I'm just like, I don't know how they can just like tunnel vision, like, this is who I am. I'm like, I want to make a fucking video. I'm going to make a song. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's like, <laughs> that, that is your style, style, though. That's that is... my style, yeah. Sporadic yeah. and... Um, I, I definitely draw from the same place for inspiration and what I love. Uh, and then I just try and I try and merge my loves really into a, that. That's what creates a different brand. But I think it's much harder sell um, in the motor, uh, in the motorbike world to sell something that isn't like 70 inspired Americana. Because people you're... aren't used to it. You have quite, a, I'm on your, I've um, got your Instagram. I've been scrolling through it for the past few days. You have, quite a distinct style yeah and what i would say is it's not a style that it's not it's not a way of doing an instagram that i've seen many people do i don't think Mm. it will work for most people but you seem to have like a theme and that theme will repeat for a short period of time so you can see like that part that this is one body of work effectively yeah but you've got an area that's like the colors are like the, the purple and the blacks and that's sort of one thing and then you go to another area and uh, scroll a bit further down and the style of the pictures is a bit different and there's like yeah. a, a black and a white and then there's like a yellowy one and an orangey one and yeah. it's really fucking cool to start with like i was just gonna start by saying that but you have like you i think your theme is almost like that you're good at having themes <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically i just get stuck on something and i'm very like uh I find it hard to deviate off the path. Like when it's festival time, I'm like, fuck, I need to post the denim. And I'm like, I don't like, you know, like an OCD, like I don't want to miss my felt pens or my crayons, man. That is not, (laughs) I'm not a mixed media artist. I'm like, shit. And then everyone's like, just create another Instagram. But you know, you've worked so hard to kind of cultivate an audience and a, a following. And then you're like, okay, cool. So now I've got to start at the very, I mean, Instagram penalizes anyway. So to start at the very beginning, again, Mm. it's like, it's almost soul destroying. So I kind of use the one platform for now. It works. I think it, I think it works really well because you can see a, a a quite a clear delineation between projects and things. Even if it's just a one design that's coming out that's doing yeah. one thing, there's a yeah. definite like theme that runs through all of those posts that you make around that, and then it moves on to the next. I mean, without saying wanky, Picasso did the same thing, but he spent ages painting. Did a whole series painting one color, didn't he? <laughs> like, yes. do you know what I mean? Like, he had his yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And like, so it's not. It's, it's, I mean, it's obviously things that people have done before, but yeah, it's quite. It's it's fucking cool. So you're, you're, com- you're comparing me to Picasso. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I'll Spanish? just close my laptop now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Picasso's busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy being a bit dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You, you, you know what I mean, though. Like, mm. there's 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 a focus there, and yeah, um, and I, I yeah, don't think it does you any harm at all. Really, I think it's a bit 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 of a genius move, really. 
yeah, I, I think it's cool if you get it, but then if you don't, and it doesn't matter. But to be honest, everything I do really I need to do is to please myself. So if people, other people like it, I think that's the the best type of art, isn't it? You know, if I'm not doing yeah. it to, if it sells great, if it doesn't, then cool, I'm in debt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we've had that chat with so many brands, and it's kind of like you know, if you're not producing stuff for primarily yourself and then your audience, secondary yeah. sort of thing, it's kind of what's yeah. the fucking point? It's like. You know, we're, we'd never put anything out there that I wouldn't feel comfortable wearing sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, don't want to actively wear sort of thing or I'm not going to yeah. design something that I'm like not happy with. Like, you know, I mean, back when I was like a, doing a lot more illustration work and everything, like I'd have people come to me and it's like, you know, they'd be like, oh, I want, I, I want, I, I don't know, a fucking dog riding a tank or something like that <laughs> and it's just like all right cool i'm going to take that and do it in my sort of style because that's my sort of style sort of thing and that's yeah. kind of what i enjoy doing i'm not going to go and like you know deviate from that because that's what i do and that's what i enjoy and that's why people come to me and then i'd send it send over a draft i don't really know where i'm going with this by the way um not yet anyway um <laughs> so Eureka. Um, <laughs> but yeah and then i'd send over like the draft of it in kind of like my kind of like illustrative kind of like i, I guess like tattoo pop arty sort of style and that and they'd be like oh well, i thought it'd be more like realistic like, yeah that's not what i do like why have you why have you come to me sort of thing and it's like um yeah i don't know what the point to that was i uh i did have a point it's gone it'll probably come to me after we finish this podcast and i'll, I'll text you and be like this was my point um, <laughs> just edit overlay it at this point here i think that's a good point for a cut maybe yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right oh, no, at the is, very end no, like, this, is, ah! this is live <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the reason why we don't do live episodes, my, mainly because of me and my tangents. Where, um, where, whereabouts in Kent are you then? We're in Tunbridge Wells, Royal you, Tunbridge Wells. Oh, you're like half an hour from me, forty minutes maybe. Where are you? I'm just, I'm just this side of Hastings. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. real close then. Yeah, I, I love Tunbridge Wells. It's wicked. It's yeah, good. we're yeah. Um, we we were based in Brighton for a bit. And then we're here, um, and then I'm personally moving to St Albans. Um, to have another a guest bit, here from St Albans. To have a bit more of London life. Um, but the studio I will stay here because it's, well, there's too much stuff for me to be bothered to move. So I'll just... <laughs> have to, so you just, you're just moving I'm yourself gonna, and leaving everything yeah, else behind? Yeah, everything will stay here, and then I'll just have a long old trek to work. But, yeah. So you're, you're reverse commuting almost, aren't you? Yeah, I'm setting myself up for a fall again. I'm you're, you're, you're trying to make things more difficult. You're, you're, you're leaving your work where it is, and you're moving further away from it. Yeah, and the worst thing is, when I got this studio, I lived five minutes away, and I've only moved further away each time. <laughs> <laughs> People spend their whole lives trying to get closer to their work, don't they? It's, it's like... such a backwards way of doing things, but I absolutely <laughs> love it. Like... Uh... I'll tell you how that goes when I move in a couple of weeks. I'm sure yeah. it'd be fine. I'm sure it'd be fine. It's all right when there's daylight, right? Because some of you are like invincible. You can work till nine. It's still sunny. Yeah, but yeah. I really, I mean, I don't do any creative work generally in December, January, February. It just... It's fucking miserable. That's why. It leaves, yeah, it leaves my brain. And then I kind of go, like, oh, shit, I do like doing this. What what, what have I been doing? But I think, I think all creatives need to take time out 
So you hibernate, mm. you're like a bear. Yeah, I'm not sure what I do in those months. I think I, um, I'm not sure what I do at all. Sometimes just the thing? existing that, that is enough. That kind of like J- January, February period where it's like, and between Christmas and everything, like where it quietens down for like, you know, not just brands, but for all businesses, that's like the key time to be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and bash out loads of designs. I'm going to get all this mm. fucking like creative work done and everything. It's like, no, I've had too much cheese <laughs> and drank yeah. too many beers. My and least favourite bit and, yeah. is that, that the Christmas perineum <laughs> between the, 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 the vagina yeah, of Christmas yeah. and the asshole of New Year's. Those That mm. week is may as well not exist. But what they that's mainly for crisps. It, I think that, that's crisps. to be... Yeah. <laughs> that part of the year is leftover cheese. It's sponsored I'd by Pringles. Crisps. Any, any crisps will do in that period. Breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm, are you a crisps guy? I'm a, I'm a big crisps guy. I'm actually off the crisps at the moment. Are uh, you? I have been, have been for two months. Um, that's a long time. Yeah, it is. But my, I'm not joking at Christmas that, like, you know, the big sharing bags, probably two or three packs a day. Jesus. Nice <laughs> yeah. What's yeah, your favourite like, crisp? What's your favourite crisp? Oh, the million dollar quote. I like, when I'm on holiday, I love a pack of ruffles. Oh. Just salted ruffles. Just like, because I feel like European then. Yeah. We don't have flavour. We just have salt. Mm. Um, <laughs> other than that, Flaming Hot Monster Munch, Elite. Mm. Um, Doritos with dip, my, my, uh, my beef hula hoops, like the barbecue beef hula hoops at the minute. <laughs> Sorry, can you ones. say my beef hula hoops? <laughs> <laughs> beef hula hoops were definitely. I'm vegan now, so I don't have them anymore. However, they were very top tier. A beef hula hoop is top tier. Mm. I I think the problem I think with crisps have now, and I think I've said this before, they're just too fancy now. Like all these, like they've they've gentrified the crisp. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've taken, Fucking hipsters. Yeah, like oh, there's like the balls, balls, balsamic and sea salt. It's salt and vinegar. And in my opinion, yeah. there aren't many crisps better than a Walker's salt and vinegar. I think it's a banging crisp. It is an absolutely. It is the perfect crisp. But then, oh yeah, yeah, we got a Him- Himalayan sea salt, and we got it's fucking bollocks. Does my head in? Just give me. I tell you what, I do like Rustler's T-bone steak crisps. Remember them? Rustlers T-bone. Yeah, yeah. Rustlers or Rustlers? They crinkle cut. No, they're like they're almost like or was the packet like ox blood colour and cream? Yeah, like, it had like it had, just the, the smells just hold on. I, mean, I got I know, I know which ones you mean. I can't remember who made them though. I'm sure it was not no Rustlers is the burger people, isn't it? Yeah. T-bone yeah. steak. I know the ones you mean because I think I had them at school. Crisps. Roysters. Roysters. Yeah. Look there at these. Go. Oy vey. What a crisp they were. I don't know if they still exist. <laughs> you can buy them on eBay, apparently. Those ones. Yeah, yeah I remember. Oh, look, it's a reflection of your Instagram on uh, next to me. Oh, lucky, my God. Good lucky, I did, yeah. lucky I didn't have porn up, innit? That was a good crisp. I enjoyed those. Just used... before we leave crisps, do you remember Big O's from Hula Hoop? They did like a beef and mustard in a black yeah, packet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Don't I've, make them like that anymore. I've just had a um, a text message from my, my girlfriend. You can obviously hear what we're talking about. And it just says one word, and the word is discos. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be like salivating. That's, 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 that's your input, discos. I mean, yeah. discos is a cracking. Discos many years ago had this thing called a flavor bomb. Do you remember that? 
where you'd get like a pack of discos and every now and again you'd get a sachet and it was like a, a random flavour that you pure add MSG. To, yeah, that you just add to your crisp <laughs> if you wanted to. It was wicked. Wild. Just for yeah. the buzz. Or you yeah. could snort it. Heady, heady time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing yeah. this Here's weekend? Here's some E-numbers, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just snorting the flavour bomb. <laughs> Why is my nose now? burning? <laughs> I, remember, I remember trying to impress a girl on a night out once by doing an Iron Man tequila. You know, where you... um. Or you do the tequila and then you squeeze a lemon in your squeeze eye and snort the salt. And, yeah. yeah. How did that and, go for you? Well, I, I didn't even realise she wasn't paying attention. So I was like, <laughs> I did it. I did it at the bar. And I did the um so I did the I did the shot and then I no, I squeezed a lemon in my eye. And then I snorted the salt and then I did the shot and turned around and she wasn't there. And literally the second I turned around, my nose, the salt would just ripped my and na- my nasal cavity. And you just oh. went and there was just blood fucking everywhere. And I was like, brilliant. And I don't I don't know why I thought that would impress her. Because I, I wouldn't be yeah, impressed I if someone did that. <laughs> I can't but, see that working. <laughs> I was I was young and drunk. <laughs> she well, probably saw you going to do it. And she was like, "I'm getting away from this fucking nutter." Yeah, why is he squeezing a lemon in his eye? <laughs> You'd think the lemon was the most uncomfortable part, and it was for a very short period of time. But that salt up the nose stuck with me for a long while. Mm, I bet. Not I pleasant. Bet. Never mind. Oh, so. Obviously, it's, it sounds like you uh, you enjoy a project, an adventure. Yeah. So, what what came first? Then was it Thirteen County and then Thirteen County Denim, or yes, did so... a fair as well. Like, I want to talk to you about everything. Yeah. So before I before I started, but I always wanted to have a brand because I always dabbled in kind of design and I've always loved fashion and sneakers. So I always wanted to do a brand, but I always felt like it had to have purpose and meaning i couldn't um so basically i wanted to have a skate brand i just loved all skate brands when i was a teenager but i was so shit at skateboarding i was just like a i don't know enough skateboarders and b i'm doing a disservice by not being authentic to it basically just because i enjoy fashion magazine or i enjoy trans you know enjoy these things i didn't feel like i could put purpose or give back into the community because well if i can't skate what's the point um, so I kind of sat on it for ages and then streetwear really started booming and I was thinking this would be a great, a great place to start. But again, all the great streetwear brands have a sub subculture. So it wasn't until I started riding motorbikes and I was like, okay, I get it. I ride all the time. And this is kind of, this is a subculture that I identify with and, uh, you know, I can create product for. So that's really what kickstarted 13 County. It, it, it just gave it, per- motorbikes gave it a purpose, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And no one was really, how I saw it, no one was doing, giving the take on, take on it that I like. So I was like, here we go. Um, and it was kind of the birth, six years ago, Instagram wasn't really as popping it was there, wasn't it? It was prevalent, but there wasn't, I don't feel like there was loads of startup brands. Mm. So yeah. that was kind of what kicked off the 13 County project. Um, so then we probably moved on to there. So done that for three years. And then the denim was in the pipeline basically for like a year and a half. Cause I wanted to move it from a t-shirt brand into a fashion brand, kind of try and branch out um but what i found with trying to branch out is that you need a lot of money Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's cool. It's easy to make a new t-shirt design, isn't it? But to get, you know, we, I think we spent around eight to 10,000 making the denim in recent hell research development, uh, fucking up fits, basically trying to reinvent the wheel. But actually there's some great patterns out there that we could have just gone with. Mm. Um, uh, and I had a business partner with a separate business partner for the premium products. And that year, year and a half basically drove us like this. Cause it was just so, it was so difficult of, of a process to create. I didn't realize a t-shirt brand and kind of getting stuff off the peg, how different it is to create a, a fashion brand mm. fits and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a lot higher, a uh, lot more expensive product. And it was finding the right manufacturer for the right price point. And, yeah. you know, you're, cause essentially you're going against nudie jeans, Levi's, you know, you're going against people that have been doing it for hundreds of, well, not nudie, but Levi's, like, they've been doing it for hundreds of years. So you, you've got to try and compete in that market for that business. Mm. So yeah, we put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, but it's just uh, me now and I've got another business partner, one of my best mates has come on board to kind of be the sales guy for the brand. I mean, the, the jeans do look banging. Yeah, I mean, for the for the the cost, what you're getting, the quality you're getting for the for the price point is second to none. Mm. Um, working with various manufacturers and where we ended up wasn't what I where I thought we'd be. But then if I'd gone to Italy, or that was the original to have them made in London or anything like this, you know, the price point would have been 320 quid. Mm. And then you say that to people and you know, that is such a, it's amazing to say, how made in London, Italian denim. Yeah. And people like, yeah, the, the upper echelon of denim collectors and aficionados would have been like, this is fucking fantastic. But Mm. average Joe's like 130 quid. That's a lot for a pair of jeans, mate. And then we would have been looking at three times that price. Mm. yeah so it's kind of way weighing up like having something really good and manufactured in asia over having something made in london and it's cool to say that but i just want to deliver a great product for a good like a a reasonable price Mm. i mean they do i I don't i don't wear jeans i haven't worn jeans since i was 18 19 i woke up one day and put a pair of jeans i didn't suit me so i to never wear jeans ever again i haven't worn a pair of jeans since but i like your jeans <laughs> they're actually quite cool i could i could sort of consider myself getting a pair I, we had a, a another actually another tom didn't we from um do you know do you know boyd's of bedford i do yeah we had tom on um yeah. tom from boyd's um or as, as darcy calls him a boyd of a boyd of tom's <laughs> of tom's of boyd from tom's of bedford boyd from tom's of bedford <laughs> um yeah and he's got he's got some because he, he makes jeans as well doesn't he? he's got some yeah things. but i think that the, the big issue is jeans became too cheap and people forgot really yeah well yeah people are saying why wouldn't i buy primark ones and you're like because they will literally last you five minutes and yeah. the knees will stretch out they yeah. won't wash they won't wear the idea of like for instance our jeans you buy these you wear them three to six months don't wash it you know they grow with you the the patina everything they age so beautifully if you buy an expensive pair, but people are like, oh, just buy them worn. Like, that's cool, but you'll buy another pair and another pair and another mm-hmm. pair. But, uh, you know... That's half the thing it, I have with jeans, that I, I ripped through them too quickly. 
Yeah. I yeah, moved, yeah. moved on to chinos and 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 Carhartt and Dickies trousers. Yeah. And I never really looked back. But then I suppose I was really bait. If I'd bought the equivalent in jeans that I bought Carhartt trouser wise, I'd probably probably be all right. <laughs> yeah. Carhartt double knees are the best, man. Yeah, they're they're my favourite trousers. Yeah. Wearing pretty much especially, every day, especially when they're like the. I got duped. I bought like the regular standard pair, baggy, lovely, fit, wicked. Bought another pair off Depop or something like that. Got them in. They were thinner and like same size, just skinny. I was like, who the mm. fuck is wearing skinny double knees? That's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot of fabric to be tight. So yeah, it's, a fit is so important, you know. And that's that's another hard sell, I think, over a t-shirt is unless you're in like bricks and mortar, it's quite hard to like sell someone. Mm, yeah, something that's probably at the higher end of their price point. And they're really excited for the product because you know it's brand power. What we do and what we stand for is a brand over uh, the small details that you know I I look for over your Levi. You know because that is just a it's a great jean, but it's boring, isn't it? It doesn't feel special, and you're not supporting a small business. Um, yeah, I forgot where we were going with this. Uh, and they're concept. still fucking expensive, to be fair, Levi's. Yeah, you, well, I don't know. What are they, like 80-odd quid, something like that? Yeah, I mean, for something yeah. that's essentially mass-produced, though, yeah, it's expensive. Um, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's, yeah. Yeah. You, that... you, you buy, you're buying the brand at that point, aren't you, rather than yeah. the, the product. I mean, I've, I've bought pairs of Levi's before that have lasted not as long as a pair of jeans from fucking, I don't know, H&M or something like that. Yeah, and it's just like oh, I've just spunked ninety quid on a pair of jeans that have lasted me six months. So like, yeah, oh, that's that's not good. shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's another yeah. reason why we've done salvage denim because it just lasts better. It's a better weave, mm-hmm. and the price point that we deliver it at isn't. It's not the cheapest, but it is. It's honestly priced, and that's kind of what we say. You know, it's it's yeah. a good product that's honestly priced. So, but you're, I mean, your it. denim jacket looks banging as well. Yeah, that was kind of the thing for me as well, was kind of creating that, like like I was saying, that off time where I don't want to design stuff, just mm. to have a core a core range. Cause yeah, it'll sit there forever. The yeah, once yeah, you've done the work so that, and got it done, that will sit yeah. there and be sold forever, can't it? And then seasonally, you know, I can create a cream jean or a cream jacket or um, traditional workwear in denim. There's a lot. And I think with the denim as well, because it's more... The price point is more luxury. We're going to move into um, basic wear, so shorts, not tracksuit bottoms as such, but like lounge wear, but a, a more premium price with uh, with better fabrics, basically. And keep the Thirteen Co is kind of our entry level brand. That's kind of yeah, it's kind of the everyday work wary type and then the 13 county denim is the more luxury or the upper price point because we are going to make jeans some in the uk and some in portugal but it's just kind of when people are like oh you're going to have any from here you're like yes but be prepared to pay the prices of you're not going to get that if they're made in london you're just not going to get that like it's so weird because Cheap clothing is really quite a modern thing. Yeah. It's only really, yeah, historically, the clothing that people had was very good quality, very hard wearing, in real terms quite expensive, but then it lasting you 
a lifetime and long enough, you know, long enough to hand down to your younger brother or whatever, or, or, yeah. or you know, you, you, know you're, you're, you have your dad's old genes or whatever. That wasn't, yeah. that was really common. And then we've, we've come full, come completely 180 on it. And now it's, oh, it's not cheap enough. I need to be able to throw I th- it away I think next a, year. a massive part of that though, is it's like you look at, you know, countries like, whether it's like Pakistan, India or China or whatever, it's like there were so many like businesses that are trying to do that, the whole kind of like clothing manufacturing that it became a race to the bottom. Mm, and yeah. they're driving prices further and further down to compete against each other obviously and that obviously for the for the rest of the world that's like you know if you're in business that's great because you can get something for cheaper but i think it's meant that like you know places like the uk have moved away from that type of manufacturing almost completely so it's like if you want something made in the uk it's like it's going to cost you a fucking a a fortune to manufacture but then it's like be the customer is going to be paying a, a shit ton for that luxury of it having a you know made in the uk sort of label sort of thing because it, like, it, I mean... it can be in that if you were to get our jeans next to a made in london made in if you look at the quality i would probably say ours have finished 90 percent better than most of the mm. <clears throat> it's very easy to criticize foreign manufacturing for people yeah, because yeah. Mm. if you don't know anything about you know depends who you could be dealing with a really shit poor quality factory or you could be dealing with a fucking top of the line factory well-paid workers <laughs> most of these countries have shit factories and good factories but yeah. then they all clump them together right people i'm not mad at chinese manufacturing if i have an iphone no you can't be like oh no they're fucking made in china you're you're saying that via a device made in china yeah. you know i <clears throat> I would much rather use UK factories if I could get the prices that were affordable for people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is a, I think it's a, it's a price point war, but we're not obviously making cheap products. So yeah. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's I mean, a tough we, one. We're, we're, we're so both yeah. printers. So like... yeah. <laughs> I mean, from, from the brand, we get a lot, we get like, a lot I mean... of our stuff printed here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from from the brand's perspective, like I mean, the only thing that we've had, like I guess, like bespoke manufactured, is our socks, and we we, we looked at doing it in the UK, mm. and like for cost price, it was going to cost us like eight quid a pair of socks. I was just like, <laughs> I was just for a minute, then I was like, yeah, eight quid for a pair of socks, not bad. Oh, <laughs> cost price, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so- so these so, white socks are 30 quid please <laughs> yeah no literally yeah. but um anyway we managed to find a, a manufacturer in uh hungary yeah and so it's still within the eu and all that and like you know yeah. we, we checked them out and they're really well run and stuff and mm. and all this and it basically cost us about two quid a unit yeah and it was like you know i mean it's for, for as a pair of socks go for a singular pair of socks that you're going to mm. sell on for what eight nine ten quid or whatever that's like that's a really really decent margin it's kind of you know as you said like if we if we'd have had a manufacturer in the uk we'd have been charging yeah. people at least doubling our money so 16 yeah. quid a pair of socks which is just yeah. to me is completely and utterly fucking ridiculous it's like you know it's it's made out of recycled cotton and fucking some other recycled bits like yeah you know what i mean it's like it's not made out of i don't know fucking lamb's bladders or fucking <laughs> <laughs> first thing that pops into my head cashmere let's go yeah um but yeah it's um 
It's definitely a, a, a hard battle now, and every everyone I would like to be more conscious of, um, you know, carbon footprint and all of these things. Even just dealing with, <clears throat> not friendship level, but you know what I mean. Like when you're working, like when I work with the printers, how's it going, mate? How's fat? Do you, you know yeah, when yeah. you're dealing with? It's much nicer knowing you're giving your money to someone that cares more, and you mean more to them. But unfortunately, we just don't have the fact we don't have the facilities like they do in other countries. We just don't have it. So I just kind of, I just try and source the best quality product at the in the fairest factories, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, all, that's all you can do. I mean, as you know, Darcy and I are both printers, and um, finding it, we have to do the work for customers. If people come to us and we're supplying as well, that we have to do the work if we want to if we want to be doing the right thing, we have to do the work on the research and find the right suppliers and that for them. And the, yeah. it's really frustrating. We've done all this work and do all that. And then they come to you and they, people just want it on whatever the cheapest shittest mm-hmm. garment is that, that they can, that we can lay our grubby fingers on basically. Yeah. Which is sort of understandable when you've got like something like a, a workwear t-shirt that maybe is going to get destroyed or maybe a yeah. charity event or something. Um, I'm still sort of a bit against it for things like that because I think it, you know, it's, it's, it ultimately extremely wasteful. But when you've got some, well, I deal with brands, no, Darcy does as well. When you've got brands that come to you, in my in my opinion, brands that come to you, they, they, they if they if they're going to do the cheap thing and do it the, the, the cheapest way possible, and we're going to be using like the garments that I wouldn't necessarily want to use, mm-hmm. I'm happy to do it for a short while to see if they grow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's something that a brands should do like for their entirety entirety of how they of, of the length they're running for i know some yeah. some brands are very successful and do that very well um and, and again we've had this conversation before there are certain garments that only certain manufacturers are really good at making and they happen to be some of the cheaper ones so that, yeah. you know, there are there are, there are a couple of a couple of blanks that that gildan make that are basically no one else does anything really any any like the colorways and stuff that yeah and it's just they're just untouchable but i think generally speaking i think people have to the brands now that have to have a bit of a a sort of conscious eco-conscious part or feather in their cap they need to be aware of it not necessarily from the outset but they need to be you know willing to be to learn from to learn well, from I think it's, it's very easy from a screen printer's point of view or a print business's point of view to go to kind of pin it on the customer and go, yeah. oh, that's just what they want. It's mm. just like, but you've made zero effort to try and like e- even guide them in a different direction, not this, not even like convince them, but just like show them other options. It's like you've just automatically sent them the cheapest crap that you can basically hire, have a higher markup on. You yeah. Know? If, if you're getting a gilded for a quid 50, or whatever you're going to mark it up to fucking two pound fifty or whatever. It's like you're making. You need me as a customer. We do. Yeah. We're fighting. You, know you, you know why? <laughs> because I'm like, what's the fucking best t-shirt you can get? Hmm. What's the thickest, most premium cotton? Da, 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 da. I'm like, how much is that? Perfect. It's expensive. Good. I am hmm. the worst businessman when it comes to <laughs> profit margins. I'm like, what's the most? Ex- if I go on a website high to low why i've got reassuringly expensive is just embedded in my brain so i'm like <laughs> is it expensive is it good because you know you get that like really expensive that shit 
Mm. Like, yeah, yes, yeah, this yeah. is three hundred pound t shirt and it's thin as fuck. Oh yeah, no, I like the yeah, I like the that's a good another good thing we're working with people like yourselves is working in the UK is kind of be like you being able to guide because there's nothing worse than being a professional in your field and then someone telling you like you should be telling them right i know mm, yeah, that's yeah. not that how it works but normally like what fucks me off more than anything when i create a director project when someone has got no idea or they're dressed like a lemon or they've just got no style or something <laughs> like that tells me how to do my job i'm like fuck just look at yourself like mm. clearly i know more than you at this i'm not telling you how to sell anything i'm not telling you how to talk to your customers i'm literally just telling you what the creative process is and so it's always like but what if we did this you're like I, I, I think I think what the, if we didn't the, 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 shut the, up Karen the difficulty we have <laughs> is that people expect us to be print experts but they don't also they don't understand that part of being a print expert is being a garment expert as well because yeah how the ink sits <laughs> on the shirt exactly so you, yeah exactly you, I mean, you need, you need so to know both times. we've had it so many times where it's like well not so many times but a handful of times where it's like customers have gone for a really cheap garment and you get like fibrillation or it's a bit of a rougher print surface and stuff like and they're like oh like you know and they come and pick it up and it's like oh, the print's really nice but it feels quite thick or it feels like you know it doesn't feel that smooth and stuff like that. and it's just like well i have tried to explain to you like the difference between like higher quality garments and the yeah, how are you going to get that smoother kind of softer finish and everything it's just not possible on like the cheaper garments oh, like oh. you get a gildan compared to a like an as color or a stanley stella or 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 whatever like you know like it's not gonna be the same it's not just mm. ink on a shirt like you know yeah. the material and the quality and the material really really does come into play like you know Wait, a, a friend of ours um have you met alex uh darcy alex dis no i haven't met him no he's, he's another printer friend of ours he received a um basically an email from the difficult customer uh because he said look printing on ribbed anything ribbed is difficult because the nature of the print process if yeah. the rib if the ribs are facing the direction i'm printing then mm-hmm. they're going to get folded if they're yeah. facing the other way there's going to be gaps missing because the link can't get down he explained it to them and then he got an email back from them and the person had gone online and watched a youtube tutorial oh, and God. and written down said shared the link and then written down the instructions for him and emailed it to him and he's like, he's like what do i do to this and i was like well you just ignore him like you can't, you can't, you can't. I would have responded with a big fuck off. I would have sent him the ink and the screen. Yeah. So what's some, some what, blanks? What, what, what's your favourite of shit? Be like printing with that. Do you have asshole. a favourite t-shirt blank to use then, or, or like a favourite sort of style? Do you, if you don't want to give it away on the pod, that's cool. oh no, it's fine. I don't. We have all our cut, all our stuffs cut and sewn. Oh nice. From, okay, strong. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, except from at the moment where we're in between manufacturing stages, uh, I like to use a Gildan hammer. Yeah, that's that's one of the garments that Gild- the Gildan hammer and the Gildan long sleeve are. Um, they're literally the two we were speaking about that Gildan like they produce them and nobody can come close. Like mm. in terms of the price point, I don't know what I don't know why what I went. I like the black long sleeve a lot. Mm. The, I got some actually in today uh, and I tried and then I was like actually I don't like the sleeves on these because I was a cut and sewn and then I take mine off and then put that on and I'm like mm. they don't really compare do they <laughs> no it's not quite the same but I do like the way the print finishes on the hammer um, yeah. and it's nice to know that I can get something made in the UK within like 
maybe six days. Mm. Like if I'm pushing, I really, I've got a new design. I'm like, yeah, I need to get some, like some fresh stuff out. Then it's really nice to know that that is an option. I don't have to be like, all right, well, it's going to be a month mm. because by well, then. What's, what sort of cut are you looking at on your, um, on your, on your t-shirts now? What sort of uh, longer or boxier or? Yeah, they're boxier with a shorter arm. So mm. the arms aren't quite, not quite as. Yeah, it's hard to describe our fit, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, because uh, look, looking at your brand stuff, it like I don't know if you've, you've come across the AS color blanks, have you? Have you come across? Um, do you know what? I haven't. The last blanks that I used as a trial, because I was like, let's be more fashion forward with our blanks. And I've got some Stella Stanley, Stanley, Stanley Stella. Stella's. And I got like an organic reworked one. That was the shittest fit I've ever had. It looked great on the model. And uh, then, like, I, I hate the fit of Stanley. They're Stella. so I short. Lo- I love the um, the material of them. Yeah. I find them really slim and quite short. And they're like, yeah, and then they're I got the black oversized the arms, and it was like, yeah. yeah. It but, felt thin. It just, well, I say shit. I'm just particular. It wasn't what I liked. Because then, re- really, the t shirts that I like. <laughs> I just like a, maybe it's, is it? think most of beefy tees or hanes that do like mm. all harley like america t-shirts yeah just yeah. a well shit ill-fitting t-shirt mm. but in turn that is the the vintage style isn't it that is the oversized t-shirt look it's just a shit box american t-shirt were you sometimes you put that on after you've... sorry were you gonna say the as color classic t mm. yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a tea. Very, very nice I'm, I'm, I've, I've printed on a few of these before, or quite a lot. I used to print quite a lot on AS Color, but my, always at the staple tea. But when Darcy and I went to the show, we both got, uh, we went to the AS Color stand and they give us the t shirt, and it's the classic. I think they've reworked it, and it's, it's one yeah. of my favorite t shirts now. It's so fucking good, and it's more or less exactly what you described. Um, yeah, the the, the good boxy, slightly sort of seat because this is a EP19 and it is boxy and oversized, but it's got quite long sleeves. Yeah, when the tees they feel like more of a T shape than like a yeah, wider. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But these ones, the the AS color ones, are, are fucking really lovely, and they're a really great price point as well. It's like, I mean, I don't to be honest, I don't know how they make them so cheap. I mean, if you compare it to like other brands that do similar things, like even like. Uh, have your and build your brand aren't you yeah you can tell can't you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. compared to that yeah. or compared to like the i don't know like the stanley stella blaster and stuff like that which are or the sparker and fuser and stuff like that they're all a similar sort of t-shirt but as color do it for like probably a couple of quid less and it's just like how the fuck are you doing this and importing it over from fucking australia or new zealand whichever one of the two it is uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's worth company. looking at them as as a sort of. I think I think the AS Color Classic would suit looking at your brand and everything. And yeah, what you've got, I think it would suit because they're they're slightly longer as well. They've got a bit yeah. more, a bit, bit more length on them. Which I presume I'm not a motorbiclist myself, but I presume if you're sitting on a motorbike, you probably need a slightly longer t-shirt rather than a yeah one that's else, sitting up around your belly button. Cracks, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> cracks not hanging out. <laughs> you said it. I I started on the. Uh, the hoodies we started with, probably the best quality hoodies still to this day that I've ever made, was the Continental um, Organic Zip hoodie. Yeah. 
the thing was solid black after 700 washes and it never peeled. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, very expensive. <clears throat> we didn't make any money on them because by the time you've printed them and put tags in them, they were kind of like, well, they were costing around 35 quid. Yeah. yeah, just the margins are too slim. But as a hoodie, I was just still now after five years blown away by the quality that we got from a blank. Yeah, yeah banging the content. All all the continental stuff's good. Actually, this the C O R nineteen would be quite a quite a good fit for yeah fit for that yeah, as well. Good one. Um. So yeah, but maybe we'll have to send you a list of all the ones we think you should use. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> Send you some samples. And then I'll tell everyone they're cut and sewn, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 100% <laughs> yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, mate, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I, uh, I had a chat with a brand uh, a while ago and uh, obviously, but for obvious reasons, won't say who they were. Um, <clears throat> but I was speaking to him and uh, he was being a bit arsy and I was just like, out of curiosity, like, what, uh, what are your, um, what blanks are you using? Because they look like like these, and I was expecting him to go, oh yeah, they're the you know the EP EP nineteens or whatever. And just like can't tell you, it's a secret. It's like, it's like, but that literally looks like an EP nineteen. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? Like, you know, I mean, if it's I'll cut reverse. and sew and everything, if it, if it's cut and sew, just say it's cut and sew. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, you're not gonna know I mean, there's a. Is. There's a guy on Instagram now, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's basically telling everyone where brands get all their stock manufactured. Yeah, I see. So he, yeah, so he's listed, you know, Supreme and ev everyone that makes great quality clothes. They're like, just go here. And you're like, mm. yeah, cool. Basic price, £40 for a blank. Yeah, before you've put a tag in it, before you've printed it, so it's like, oh sweet, so I'll get a hundred of these at fifty-five pounds each. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. yeah. yeah and and you, you see how many, probably hundreds and thousands they're, they're buying as well to sell on. Yeah, mm. it's fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy I, the money in those expensive blanks. Yeah, I, I I still can't fathom how brands like Gymshark and grow, how big they grow. Hmm. Because knowing lots how difficult it is for me to do this, <laughs> yeah, lots of money. But how do they? They must have make a lot of money in the beginning. Like this, for, I think because I take I take this as not it's a serious business, but I I do it for everything I do. That every decision I make is for happiness rather than for profit. So, yeah, I don't know how you grow a business that big without having a lot of money first. Has anyone I'm ever sorry. told you that you look a little bit like Ronnie O'Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> There's many comparisons I've heard in the time, but man like Ronnie is not... Uh... I mean, you, you've had Picasso. Picasso, yeah. yeah. That, that one I yeah. preferred. Oh, um... well, Ron, Ronnie O'Sullivan is an actual genius, so you shouldn't be, that, shouldn't be, that shouldn't be an insult. So Picasso, if he played snooker. Hmm. That's nice. Can you, um, can you any... By any chance, turn water into wine? Um, no, but pro more likely to be Monster Energy or other <laughs> energy drinks. <laughs> it like because it'd be shit, you that, know. That's like, just pouring well, some sugar do... into water, though, isn't it? Yeah, essentially that is. <laughs> I can turn food into turds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody hell! Oh, hilarious.
right um so kind of plans for for kind of continuing to continuing growth then what are your plans kind of moving forward obviously you, you you're doing the 13 county fair as well yeah. which i yeah. would like to ask you a little bit about too like is there a is there kind of like an overarching plan for all of those things combined or do you treat them all like separate I, entity sort of thing i treat them all separate um but all under the same name i think that it, the brand started was very because of motorbikes it was very heavily community led and that's what led from and i was like well if we've got all these demographic of people wanting to do something then why not have a brand party which would then be a motorcycle rally or a, a motorbike festival do you know what i mean so all these people could just get together that were chatting through clothes and um through instagram hashtags or whatever and then it kind of started um, started as a one day one day meet in a field uh, uh, off the back of a car show. Basically, they were like, "Do you guys want to do this?" And I always wanted to put on an event, um, and then it's just grown out of hand for me to control. <laughs> so yeah, this year this is our third year, and it's now a motorcycle and music festival, and it's still only me running all of it which is kind of, how are you managing kind of, that um good supplements <laughs> staying focused <laughs> uh last year the stress levels were ridiculous i had to find a way this year to kind of combat trying to look after other clients creative needs run the brands ship the orders and put on a festival and have a child and a wife <laughs> yeah that's what i was saying like a second you know like a, you get a good idea you're like this is a fucking good idea and then you're like i need to go through with this good idea now and that's kind of the it's, story of my it's life it's lucky you didn't make life harder for yourself by moving further away from where you work isn't it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just a, I mean, my life serial of bad how, ideas how many people are you expecting to be at this festival uh this year we're looking to do four to six hundred that's quite a lot that's a, that's a fair old amount yeah. of people yes yeah, a sizable event yeah and i think growing it i think five years we'll look to have you know a small boutique festival at like 5k maybe mm. i want to kind of get it to the point where there's one in america called born free which is a harley davidson eccentric show but it's all custom motorcycles but it's more not just people that people will come to see motorcycles not just people that ride motorcycles mm, and then yeah. this year we've partnered with uh, blondies in london to to do the stage because last year um i did it and that was too much trying to balance bands and lineups whilst trying to run the festival with a skeleton crew so yeah mm. this year i partnered for the music to kind of take the music side off of my hands because i'm not it's an expert in that field it's impressive actually you're not you're not the first person we've had on that runs a festival either <laughs> see we're all crazy Oh yeah, had, no, you're not. No, we had a, a guy. Have you heard of a brand called Fields? Andy. What brand? There's a, a brand called Fields. Fields? No, I've not. Yeah, he runs a. I can't remember what the festival's called. Vic Victorious Festival in Portsmouth. Victorious, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they've had can some just, big, big names on there. Can I just pause a second? Yeah, I've yeah, got of course, mate. Uh, a taxi booked for half eight, but I'm going to see if I can just move it. What? Well, how long do you think it will be? More than, more than 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Let me just call these. Do you want to set a deadline for nine? 
Nine, yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. Leave this bit in because it's great content. Hello? I've got a, I've got I've got a cab booked for uh, half past eight. I was wondering if I could move it to nine o'clock. Okay, not to worry. Uh, okay, thanks, mate. Okay, cheers, bye. So um... we have t we have twelve <laughs> minutes to um, finish this. <laughs> <laughs> or, Unless you want to re bet, reconvene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say, should we end it there, and then we can, you know, you can at the start of the next episode, you can call the cab company, and you'd be like, "Thanks for that, fuckos," and then jump back <laughs> yeah. on the episode. Or I can. Re Sorry, guys, I didn't. I That's didn't right. realize how long and how long I didn't have. It's all right. Uh, um, it's very unprofessional of me. Yeah. No, Do you want me to give you my right. my agent's uh, details? He's <laughs> <laughs> he got. I mean, I said, you can't really cancel the cab because you got a you got a snooker tournament booked, haven't you? Well, I've got I've got bills to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the idea of doing an episode in two halves. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's because I was like, I'll stay at work for it because I'm. We've got uh, the hookup, which is a show in Birmingham <clears throat> that I've got to go tomorrow. But now our driver can't. The van driver can't drive. <laughs> so I've been <laughs> super trying to stay and get all that sorted out. And I was like, yeah, cool. So I do that, and then I'll get a taxi home because my motorcycle is broken. And yeah, now I've uh, I fucked it by booking it too early, and now they won't change it. <laughs> Can I just say I love your T-shirt? I know I know we're talking about other things, but your your little yeah, chef like dude is it, that is the little chef, isn't it? Yeah, hang on, let me see if I can drop down here. Can you see the back? Oh, it's uh, so fucking cool! Uh, uh, it is such a listener. It's the little chef uh, with an yeah. engine in his head. <laughs> yeah, knucklehead. <laughs> oh, Again, and then, you know, most of my ideas just come from. Well, I saw a character. Uh, I saw a character in my mind that didn't exist. Mm. And I was like, it kind of looked like Astro Boy, but it wasn't Astro Boy because I looked at it and then I was like, isn't it American Diner? And then I, now I'm thinking about it. It's come to me that it might be the Diner from The Simpsons. They have a character. He's got like a quiff because that's literally just come to me. And I was Googling American <laughs> Diner characters. I was doing it for ages because I wanted to do a spin of whatever this character was. And then I was like, oh, fuck, the little chef kind of looks like that character. Yeah. Also, it's much funnier as the little chef. Yeah, and it's roadside. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like looking at little and chef and I was like, knuckle. I was like, there we go. That's that's made the connection for my uh It's my banging. Market. It's yeah. banging. Is that T-shirt still available? <laughs> I might have to go and get one of those. It's available from... I made it for the show tomorrow. So, yeah, it starts, um, goes on sale next next week. Oh. You heard it here. You yeah. heard it here in a week's time, listener, or two weeks' time. Yeah. No, how many, time. how many weeks ahead are we? Two, two. So yeah, this. But by the time this, by the time this episode comes out, you probably would have sold out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope so. I've got one. bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> if I've got some left, I'll sort you out. Oh, you're a good man. It's cool. Man. It's cool. Oh yeah. Um, should we? Should we leave it there then? 
And do you want to jump back on and for like an hour or something, like whenever yeah, you're I'd free? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I should have thought better or gone no, home. No, no, no. If, silly, mate. if it makes fucking... you feel any better, we had an episode come out recently, and uh, the guy's living in his van, and and part way through the episode. We had to pause it so we could go and move his house um, <laughs> <laughs> to another car park. They really don't don't sweat about it, man. Like it's it's totally cool, totally. I might have a haircut by the time I see you next as well. What well, what about <laughs> continuity though? If you have a haircut, people will know. It's a podcast. <laughs> if you don't mention it, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this bit's staying in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long have you guys been doing the podcast for? Uh, I've been on for how many episodes now? 20, 20 something? Going on 25. 25. And Darcy had done 12 before that with someone else. Um, it's been going a long time now, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming up to it, coming up to a year, I think. Mm, must be. Well, we start it. Well, I joined, I joined I'm, it. I'm not, not actually look this up now. I joined it not long after um, Printware. Yeah, yeah. In, uh... I've, I've been I've been helping pushing like May time, wasn't it? No, print where, print where last year was two months late. It was in April rather than. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. So we I wanted to do a, do a podcast. Ju- July twenty two. Join. Wow. I wanted to do one, but I know once I if I was to commit to doing that, I'd be like, right, I need to buy every fucking light and microphone in the world. <laughs> <laughs> And then you'd be like, well, where does this fit into the bloody, I just, basically any, any, give me any reason to spend money on stuff. I'm just, I just need a reason. So I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need to do a podcast. Yeah. At oh, least man, you need exactly a reason. The same. My, my missus always tries to talk me down. She's like, you, it's like, you know that you see the meme of like, when it's like the kid and it's like, oh, uh, mom, I want, uh, I don't know. I want a fucking dinosaur or something like that. And she's like, you've got a dinosaur at home. And it's like, and then you get home and it's like this cardboard box with a picture of a dinosaur and it sort of thing. Do you know what I'm on about? No. No. Are you having a stroke? Are I, you wasn't, okay? I was I was nodding <laughs> thinking, yeah, where are we going? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better example. It's like when you're, when you're a kid and you're out and it's like, oh, mum can I have that or whatever. And then she's like, no, you've got one at home. But it's like the thing you've got at home is genuinely just really fucking shit compared to what you want. So you're just yeah. trying to find ways to spend money, is that what you're saying? Yeah, always. I try and always active... like, you've you've got one at home. You've you've already got one at home. It's like, but it, it's crap. I try and actively not <laughs> spend money, but then when I do spend money, I mean, I've got a big bill coming. Oh, because you weren't here for this, but Tom, Tom, I crashed my van. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't crash it. It crashed itself because the front wheel flew off. Um, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> while I was driving, so now I've got a rather a rather large incoming bill. I'm expecting from um. Yeah, from when, when, whenever I get a chance to repair it. Yeah, I just my exhaust pipe cracked on my bike and it was fabricated. So my mate That's fixes true. it and fixes it, and he's like, "You know, it's not really meant for this. Like to have this bike on the, this pipe on this bike is not practical." So I was like, "Cool, let me find a cool pipe that would fit my bike." Mm. Like, cool, <laughs> looking, looking, looking. Obviously, all out. So anything I want is always out of stock. So then I found one in the States, yeah, called 920 quid. And I was like, what? Why, it come with everything a I want, Everything I want is expensive and out of stock. And I couldn't even plan for these things. I didn't even know. I just looked and then boom, out of stock, this much money. It's just like, I just can't. Same with shoes. 
and anything I ever want, cameras, it's always out of stock and too much money. <laughs> so then I need it more, right? That's obviously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what, what bike have you got now? Uh, I've got a Harley Davidson Sportstar, but it's um, it's chopper esque, it's not chopped, but it looks like a chopper. I because I use it every day, it yeah. It looks like a chopper, but it has a, um, rear shocks. Fair enough. It's really cool, but it breaks all the time, so that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all the best. What happens too. when you have something modern that works, and you try and make it old and shit? Continuously, the bike will break anything that's trying to be old and shit. Because it's like I'm much better than this. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I could oh, just yeah. buy this. The money I've spent, I could have bought a really cool old Harley. But I was just like, no, this was the bike I fucking wanted. So this is what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at with it. So I just spent thousands and thousands on a bike that probably should have just been left as it was. I had a, um, it's nothing special, but it was a, a Super Dream. Uh, a, was it a 400? What did they do? They did a 250 and a 400, I think. And mm -hmm. uh, anyway, it was a fucking piece of shit. But it was like, it was semi-converted to a calf racer already. And yeah. I was just like, that's a fairly easy project. And I was like, it's <laughs> a spent fucking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds, like buying yeah. parts and fucking fitting them and fucking about with them, fucking about with wiring and all that. And then uh, I went to sell it and I was just like, I just couldn't get any fucking takers dis despite <laughs> spending all this fucking money. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God. I basically ended up getting my money's back for it, which was like 800 quid or something. And I was just like, <laughs> I had fun. It doesn't fucking matter, does it? You know. Yeah. And then my my nice bike at the time was a Yamaha SR five hundred, which is a, a, a Japanese import. Mm. And uh, so I lived in Brighton at the time, which obviously yep. we know salt air and uh, yeah. My last bike got ruined in Brighton, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it uh, it completely fucked it. It was like rusted to fuck, like to the point where it's like, I didn't realize it, but it was all on like the undercarriage on the underside. Yeah, all yeah, all corroded from the, yeah, yeah. I had the same problem. Uh, I was just like, I took it to a ma mechanic and this, this guy was like, yeah, your bike is like <laughs> really fucking bad shape. Brutal. Right? Yeah. I was just like, oh fuck man. Yeah, but, but did, yeah. did the front wheel fall off? <clears throat> no, because well, I, then I it's fine. Be here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, mate, it's, it's, you've got two minutes until you taxi. So we'll let you get off. I'll, um, I'll speak to you on uh, Instagram. We'll sort something out. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this, when I come back, I won't be <clears throat> high on fumes from, I, <laughs> I have all these fixturings for this show tomorrow and me being me, I bought like a new mannequin and a bookcase and all these things. And what I was like, I want them all to be cream like the branding but with red crack underneath so right. i've been spray painting everything with red <laughs> prime <clears throat> and also i fuck everything up first time um because i'm rushing it then i have to sand it all down do it all again so and you all my really chrome, like you put the mannequin mannequin <laughs> all my chrome fixtures i was like i want them to look rusty so i've sanded them all. everyone's like why the fuck do you add all this work on to what you've already got to do and i'm running around like getting spray paint on everything and intoxicating myself i was like because i want everything to look the same <laughs> you're an artist that's what it's, it is it's worth it in the end though isn't it it is that, that's the thing right if you it, walk yeah. into an experience and it the the level of detail and that, that's what the brand really stands for is like i could just do what everyone else is doing or i could be a cunt about it yeah and i'll always pick that way every time <laughs>
Sometimes it's best to be a cunt. If you're really yeah. going to stay on brand, then all of your clothing needs to be really expensive and out of stock. Yeah. <laughs> well, most of it is out of stock because I can. I never like repeat anything because um, I'm like, well, it's gone. Okay, it's gone. Yeah. You should have been quicker. Yeah. In hope that people will just like buy quicker next time, but they're like, no, I just want the old thing. Oh, oh bless you. On that note, gentlemen, it has been wonderful and I can't Tom. wait to finish this chat correctly. The taxi driver is calling me, so I no worries, man. We'll have uh, a good one, pal. We'll, uh, I'll have a chat and get back to you, all right? Cool. Amazing. Thanks, guys. Have a good no weekend, worries, mate. Take all the best. Easy. Have a good one, mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Take care, mate. Bye-bye.